Welcome to Hearts and Minds. My name is Catherine McMahon and I'm joined here with Maura Cassidy. Today we're going to talk about the role of scripture in our lives. That's a very interesting topic, I have to say. Yeah, well, I think it is actually, um, because I don't know about you, but sometimes when you think about, but first of all, to say what is scripture? And scripture is... In the Catholic tradition, it's the books which we call, what we call the canon, which is basically the church has has studied them and they they are inspired by God. They can trace their origins back and they conform with not conform, but they they explore or express the teaching of the church and Christ's teaching. So it's it's not somebody who happened to meet Jesus and went off and wrote a little book and then thought that was very inspiring. Well, that might be a good read too. But in any event, so that's what the canon is. So you have the Old Testament going back to Genesis, Adam and Eve, and then all the way up through the New Testament, which is the four Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. You have the letters of the Apostles and the Book of the Apocalypse and all of that. So there's lots of reading there. Um, I think sometimes when we think of the Bible, we can sometimes maybe just reduce it to things that we, you know, our own sort of basic knowledge, which can be... We can look at the Gospels, for example, a bit like, oh, it's like a biography, you know, take it or leave it, a biography of Jesus, mm. Grant. Or we can think of the Psalms, you know, sometimes, depending on which ones you pick up, but some of them are nice, you know, Lord's my shepherd, you know, nice prayers, holy prayers, holy Jews said them, that was nice. Or the Apocalypse, you know, it's just all fire and brimstone, so it's a bit like watching an apocalyptic movie without the special effects. <laughs> great stuff. You know, so, um, whereas I think I was, was look, I read a conversion story, well, I'm sure we all do. But, um, which I found very interesting because it was the conversion story of Sohra Batmari, Fire and Water. And he's um, he was brought up a Muslim and um, non-practicing at one point was an atheist. Um, and he picked up St. Matthew's Gospel one day, totally almost sort of in a very sort of antagonistic mood. It was left there by two of his housemates who happened to be Mormons. And in it, you read the gospel account in Matthew of the death of Jesus, the passion. Mm. And he was just just struck, God died for me. And the simplicity and the power of that, the transformative effect of the word of God on him in that moment. Um, and I'd, when I was reading that, you know, I was thinking, God, give me some of that, you know, because sometimes we just don't think of the gospel or we don't think of the Bible as being able to do that to us. Mm. And then when you pick up, you know, quotes of some of the saints who were what I would call the, what I would call, what we would traditionally call the church fathers who lived closer to the time of the nascent church, you know, the early church, the first, first to the third centuries. And they're theologians and scholars and philosophers and they're close to the origins. And you read what they say about sacred scripture and you realize, wow, you know, this was really so much part of what they lived for, lived off. And they it inspired them and drove them to do what they did. Like St. Ambrose, you know, he talks about it like food. You know, he said it's a vital substance for our soul. Mm. Or, you know, in our modern times, you you know, St. John and um, Paul II, who talks about it like a vital encounter. You know, it's not like a random encounter or will I, won't I meet that person? It's vital. You need it. And it's, it's even, he, he unpacks that a little and he says, you know, you can pick out the text yourself. You know, they raise, they, you know, the scripture raises questions for us. You know, it's not about us raising questions for God. It raises questions. You know, it orients us. Uh, you know, it, um, it molds existence. You know, that's really radical stuff. 
Um, so, you know, when we think about it, I suppose, what we are really doing when we pick up sacred scripture, we pick up the gospels, it's more than a biography. It's God talking to me. And that's the tradition of the church. That's what we believe. You know, God speaking to me and in my prayer is where I answer him or, you know, that dialogue, you know, mm. that response, which is very, which has to be trusting and open. That's important. If you've never read the Gospels, okay, you you go to Mass, you hear them, obviously. But if you're at home and you just pick up the New Testament, let's say, where do you even begin? Because I think you kind of... Read, you know, if you start with the Gospels of St. Mark, I think it's the genealogy and it kind of throws you, you know mm. what I mean? You're reading and you're kind of going, okay, so this is supposed to be, I'm supposed to be getting something out of this. Uh, yeah. Where do you even start okay. if you were to start? Um, well, just to say we put some resources at the end of the podcast that will help this process. That's a real yes, get out of jail card, isn't it? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> okay, well, look, I found it very helpful when I realized, well, why are, the, first of all, the Bible has, the author is God, okay? So God inspired, in other words, God inspired the writing of the Bible, okay? Mm -hmm. But the people who wrote it, they wrote it in their context, so their own socioeconomic context, according to their tradition, their culture. So there's, it's personal, okay, but it's God inspiring it, okay. I found it fascinating to know that there are about over 40 different writers, okay. So everything from King David, who was a king, very cultured, very educated, to the local shepherd. There's a whole, you might say, social strata right through. Every single book is written in a particular genre, a literary genre. So you have, you know, the Song of Songs, some of it's poetry, love poetry. You mm. know, the Book of Hosea is like the story of a, of a prostitute, and that's us, apparently. And God is, is the lover going in search of his loved one. Oh, yeah. um, so, or you have, you have the Book of Leviticus, which is like reading a dry legal text well, great few mm. lawyers out there. So if you're starting off at the book of Leviticus and you're looking for some inspiration after a busy day and who am I and where am I going, Leviticus isn't going to do it for you. You know, so that's helpful to know. So mm. that's important before you start reading is to know, zoom out the lens and contextualize it. And, and that's why the resources are important. In terms of the gospel, I think that's the best place to start. And I wouldn't overcomplicate it. Okay? okay, because for many people picking up the gospel, they didn't need much more than just to pick it up and that openness to go, well, talk to me, you know. Um, I think if you overcomplicate it, it's a bit like looking in a mirror, okay, and you're just looking at the, the frame of the mirror and going, oh, that's a very nice frame, isn't it? Yeah, I prefer the more gilded gold version myself than the, you know, the aluminium frame. You know, you, you don't see yourself in it and you don't see God in it. You're okay. just picking holes. It's very helpful, I think, to know that the four Gospels, who wrote them and why they wrote them. So St. Matthew was um, a Jew, uh, a very learned Jew, and he wrote his Gospel for the Jews. So it's all about yeah. the references to the, the Old Testament and the fulfillment of the prophecies. So genealogy is up full and center there because for the Jews that is aha this is the Messiah and we go through every Tom, Dick and Harry <laughs> before and after the Babylonian captivity and it's really helpful to know that for, yeah. for the average Jew they mm -hmm. knew 13 you know degrees back so yeah, we think we're generations back exactly. and we think we know our great grandmother were doing well we're doing well yeah. or our first cousin once removed or our second cousin once mm -hmm. removed they knew it and they knew that their oral tradition was really strong okay St. Mark in contrast is like what they call the rooftop reporter 
Okay, he's there on site. The bomb has just blown and he's telling you who, what, when, where. It's no more, no less. Okay. okay? So if you want a quick read, hit it between the eyes, read St. Mark. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's not going to give you centered. action centered. Mm-hmm. Okay. St. John is St. John. St. John is he's a love. theologian. He's love. He was right by Jesus' side. Mm-hmm. His whole gospel is Christ Christocentric. Okay, mm-hmm. and and more. Okay, that's mm-hmm. a very simplistic way of putting it. Okay? No, but it's it's very meaty. I think it is, yeah. and it's, there's it's it's it's, be- it's exquisite. Well, all of them are, but it's exquisite. Um, and then, of course, you have Saint Luke, Luke who mm. tradition says he knew Our Lady very well. Mm. Um, so you hear a lot about the infancy narrative, which you don't always get in the other Gospels, mm. because of course there's a lot of Our Lady there. Mm. So it's a lot, which is beautiful. And also, he's he was tradition says he was a doctor. So we'll give you a little bit on the cures, not a whole pile by our standards, <laughs> but a lot for their time. You know, <laughs> yeah, to give the details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. a bit of CSI thrown in. I know, not really. <laughs> so anyway, that's just helpful to no, know it at is the good, outset. Actually, that you is know? good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, before, I think it's helpful also now to know the three stages of reading, okay, okay, of the scriptures. But before I get into that, I think St. James is kind of an interesting, because um, sometimes just to, to, to zoom out, to, to, to back up a little bit, you know, if, you know, if we don't see the gospel as food or a vital encounter, what's the problem? And I think St. James is an interesting one, because St. James, um, of course, is one of the 12 apostles. And one of his letters, he says, the problem is that we read the words, we hear them, but we don't understand them. Mm. Okay. And so as a result, we don't do them. You know, sometimes you're reading you know, a parable of Jesus and it's about the drachma. And you're going, what is a drachma? Are you in the sower going out to sow? And you're going, frankly, not relevant. I work in a tech company 24 hours. <laughs> I know. I'm bit, you know, it doesn't, doesn't connect, you know. Yeah. So we can sometimes, or we think it's a bit nice bedtime story. You know, mm. when I have kids, you know, I'll read them these and I put them to sleep. Where St. James says, the problem is, going back to the mirror analogy, he says, we can read um, the words of the Old Testament, the New Testament, um, and we're looking in the mirror and we see our face. Okay, but then we go off and we forget what we look like. Right. Okay, so whereas he, his whole point is, and this is where the three stages of reading the scripture are important, he says, we need to read, to read it, we need to hear it, we need to ponder it, and we need to apply it. And then he says, the change is born, we're changed as a result. Mm. So the three stages really, hearing the word of God and the gospel, we need to have that openness. Mm. It's not just kind of going in like a bit of a cynic. Now, Sarah Bachmari was a bit of a cynic when he read the, that, met, that passage in St. Matthew's gospel. So God does overcome that. But um, Or that you, you're kind of, um, you've heard it before. Mm. I think that's what what's happens a little bit if you were, you know, if you were baptized as a baby. You've heard all these stories before. In, exactly. particularly in primary school and things like that and you kind of bring that primary school um, imagery into adulthood and you kind of go yeah been there, done that, was the mustard seed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I've now moved, you know, and you you, you don't kind of review it in light of your own your own vision of who you are right now. Exactly. Yeah, so it's you kind just of, kind of shelve it. It's in the corner quickly. with the ladybird books. Do you know what yes. I mean? It hasn't quite come yeah, up to yeah, it. So yeah. I think it's helpful that we think of it in terms of the voice of God. Mm. And I think it's also beautiful, the simplicity, mm. you know, and the authenticity of the gospel. You know, they don't give more, they give less because so much of it is, is it's so that we don't lose the essence of what Christ is saying. And, um, and I think that helps because, uh, you know, yeah, I think that's very helpful. There's, there's, I suppose, in a sense, there's, there's a twofold part to it. There's self-knowledge and knowledge of God. You know, when we're reading it, 
you know, sometimes we're struck by how our Lord deals with somebody. You know, he's he's on his merry way and he sees the widow of name and he stops and, you know, he's moved by her tragedy. Mm. You know, she's lost her only son and that's her, 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 the roof of her head is gone. The love of her life is gone. She's a nobody in, yeah, in those times. see it and, in the context. I exactly. Yeah, so yeah. our Lord stops. He, he can't not relate to that. So mm. you're just so struck by wow, you know, so much of what our Lord does is just so relevant to what we, you know, and it's to put ourselves in that space that where is God speaking to me here? What can I learn? Or uh, being, St. Rosemary used to say, and we said it before on other podcasts, that be another character in the scene. Mm. Don't be detached. Be in it. Don't just be a spectator mm. or a passive participant. Or we, you know, and do do a little bit, I would suggest, do a little bit of examination of yourself beforehand and going, what am I reading this for? You know, often people have the, the lovely pious tradition of saying a prayer to the Holy Spirit before they read the gospel. Because, of course, we need the Holy Spirit to help us to understand. Yeah. You know, our Lord did say that there were things we read and it's so consoling, you know, our Lord is saying to the apostles, you won't understand this. And you, and they're getting a bit miffed, you know, thinking, well, you know. Then why uh, are you saying it to why me? Why are you saying it to me? And, it's, and he says, but the, the Spirit will come mm. and he will, he will confirm all that I've said and explain it to you. Mm. So we can't, we can, we, you know, they lived with Jesus for three years. You know, we didn't live with Jesus for three years. So we do need the Holy Spirit. We can't read this like we read, just pick up a little, you know, article or, you know, a, a magazine in the doctor's you know, waiting room. Or you kind know. of match your expectation, like say, it should do this for me. Yes, that's Rather, a very good point. Yeah. Instead of just kind of being open to the possibility of the God of surprises. Yes. You know. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it takes it. So I think that's important. Um, and then meditating on the words of the gospel. You know, St. Augustine said, um, reading is like putting the food in your mouth and meditating is like chewing it hmm. and, and, and digesting it. Hmm. So you can't read it in speed. You know what I mean? You have to be able to, you know, you have to be able to, to do to it slow, it. to chew it hmm. and, um, and make it your own. And again, using the mirror analogy, which is going to go through this podcast, but, you know, when we look at ourselves in the mirror, if we have really good lighting, we tend to see a few blemishes or, you know, mm. you put the glass and go, oh my God. The worst <laughs> is when you get into the car. Well, yeah, and then you've the got review the review mirror. Yeah, you're going, mother of God, did I see my makeup on? Did I see myself this morning? Um, so we see ourselves as we are, all blemishes and all, you know, but we also have the image of God there. And, um, and so when we read it, you know, when, with that lovely, you know, letter of St. Paul, charity is patient and kind. And you give yourself a moment to go, well, do you know what? I'm not exactly patient, I'm not exactly mm, kind. The Beatitudes are quite something in that regard. It's well, kind of like, wow. absolutely. You know, mournful, poor, rejected, mm. you know, pretty much, mm. it, you know, Exactly, yeah. Rejection is what the, the blessed are. So if you're feeling any way rejected, you're among the blessed, you know. Yeah. Um, it's really consoling, too, to think that it's not all up to us. And that kind of clashes with our culture, you know. I want to become the expert. You know, becoming an expert in the Bible isn't going to enable you to actually get it. Mm. Um, because when we go to, we, we do go to, and it's good to go to read the Gospels or a Scripture, looking for answers, certainly. But we also need to let ourselves be searched by Scripture. Yeah. You know? okay. So mm -hmm. that's where the letter to the Hebrews is kind of interesting on that one, where St. Paul tells us, you know, the Word of God is like a two-edged sword, you know. It penetrates into our heart, which is kind of scary. It exposes us, you know. Nothing's hidden from God. And we know nothing's hidden from God anyway. 
you yeah, know yeah. Um, but to have that openness I that guess, openness yeah. and it's, it's a lovely psalm actually it was, uh, Psalm 139 it just says probe me God know my heart you mm. know so the mirror is a bit like the mirror of the word of God is seeing our own face and seeing God's face beside us not as a judgmental face but saying you know you could this is this is what I hope for you this is what I want for you and this is what I'm going to work in you, you know, this, mm. um, and we see beyond to see the heart of God um, it's like God writing a letter to us, you know, a really nice letter saying, you know, guess what today, maybe we could focus on this or maybe we could focus on that or the other. Um, so we learn his heart too. And we learn that his heart is a, is a loving heart. It's a compassionate heart. You know, even just reading, you know, we've just had Passion Week there a couple of weeks back and reading, you know, Holy Thursday, you know, it's so moving. You mm. know, every time you just go, there's a Lord going, I longed and longed to eat this supper with you. He's going to have the horrendous trauma, the physical, emotional, psychological, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, trauma of man killing God. And yet his biggest concern is giving them the Eucharist, mm. you know, which is basically God coming into our souls and mm. the word, you know, the food of God is our food. And he's also just making sure kind of, you know, okay, Peter, you're okay. You know, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna do the whole denial thing. It'll be fine. You know, I I you know, I've prayed for you, but you, and top of that, the trust of you need to go and then confirm the others. You need to sort the others out. Mm. You know what I mean? And then he's with Thomas, don't worry about that. You know, he's with each and every single one of them washing their feet and giving them a sense of, you know, that is amazing. Mm. You know, that his focus wasn't himself, it was the others. So that yeah. reminds us of just how much God's love is. He's so way beyond our faults. He's mm. so way beyond our sins he's going okay say sorry move on my love is just such so bountiful so never never ending yeah i i when when i think of scripture and it's kind of appropriateness to your everyday and that element of certainly the liturgy you know when you see you know holy week back there and easter i i i certainly think of i remember pope benedict the 16th when he went to the uk if you recall that mm. I, I can't remember the year but at one stage, journalists were asking him, you know, what are you going to say in the UK? Like, uh, what, you know, have you envisioned a kind of a strategy or a plan or your content? And he said, well, it just depends, I suppose, on the, well, he doesn't talk like this, obviously. <laughs> it just depends on what is uh, the readings of the day, mm. you know, you know, what is the first or second reading in the gospel? And then I'll, I'll use those in what our Lord wants to speak to mm. the people. And I thought, when I heard it, I was like, on. Really? But then when you when you read the audiences mm. and you read the yeah. addresses of that trip, I mean, it was so married to what was actually spoken in in the liturgy of those days. Mm. It really struck me when I was thinking, that's precisely how I should read scripture. Mm. You know, I should read the gospel of the day as in, this is speaking to me today, mm. not next week. Yeah. Not, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And it did help, yeah. And the simplicity of Pope Benedict, you know, and the mm, humility. Because he's so intelligent and he's so bright. You know, I mean, he could roll out anything he wanted, but in a sense he said, no, I'm going to let our Lord speak. Yeah, it wasn't about impressing. You know? And it wasn't about make, making a good impression, clearly. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, classic, cool. yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I suppose that, I suppose, helps as well for us to realise that, um, you know, we are needy, you know, that we're not complete without God. So, um, and we know that, obviously, our existence depends on him. And reading our, you know, gospel, the gospel or the sacred scripture, there is a certain element of truth-telling there as well, mm -hmm. okay? So in that sense is that... Um, 
you know, it's it's a little bit like I I think like the story of the the and um the Anderson story of the Emperor's New Clothes, where the child calls the whole situation and goes, you know, he's, he's naked. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So it's a little bit like that. Sometimes is that, um, in the gospel, we we do feel a little bit naked, spiritually naked, because we go, gee, you know, I. I'm not like that or I could be better at this or so there isn't like as if it's not like reading a nice cozy story it's also about a God who loves us so much who loves us to be the to be better who loves us to you know because we're we're journeying and that's such a sign of that's such an expression of trust and honesty Mm. you know of yes that's good but this isn't so good and that's where reading the gospels that openness is so important you know um because sometimes we don't always read what's said or meant you know and we can we can take you know a little bit of umbrage you know mm, i don't know if I, how i feel about that i don't know if i agree with it and and i suppose that's where the fact is well this is what jesus said and this is you know this is the son of god and godly man and he didn't say it was going to be easy you know, and I think that's very consoling, mm. you know, um, and I think that's also what's beautiful we have in the Catholic Church is we have the church we understand is, is the, has the teaching role, you know, and it's the guidance of the church over 2000 years. And it's the church, not as father zones or bishop zones or pope zones, is the church as the church of Jesus Christ. You know, mm. and that's a very helpful. And and then also growing in our own discernment, you know, as we're reading in Scripture, you know, as God intended, you know, that our faith is, you know, in the Catholic Church and, and knowing, growing in our own faith and understanding there and the importance of getting that direction there too and that prayerful reading. And then finally doing the Word of God, you know. Um, well, that's the closest thing to Christ's heart. You know, when he was asked, he was told his mother and his 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 cousins were outside the door when mm. he was preaching. He said, "Well, who are my mothers and my my who is my mother and my brothers? Well, those who hear the word of God and do it." Mm. So we understand what well, obedience really is is ability to listen. That ability and listening means to accomplish. It's not just a physical act of listening. What one hears, and that's where, as I said at the beginning, the Holy Spirit's inspiration is so critical. You know, and you feel that excitement. You know, in the lives of the saints, like Saint Augustine. Who, you know, he said, the treasures I seek in your books. Like he was really looking yeah, for the really answers of it. his life mm. there. And I think, you know, that's where I suppose we realize that really the sacred scripture is active. You know, it's not something frozen in time. Yes, it's inspired by God, but it's also God inspiring me. You know, that comment you made there. It's the breath of God, the vision of God. And and in it, we discover the humanity of Christ. We discover, and through his humanity, we get to know his divinity. Mm. You know, I think that's really, really important. Um, and then again, I suppose the radicalness and the, that it, it, it is life changing, you know, mm. and that's a sign of trust. It's not a kind of an opinion piece. It's kind of, okay, gro- our growing in understanding, well, why would this, why would Jesus say this? And drilling down into the, well, what's the background here? So if you were like kind of a final tip for, you know, reading scripture, what would you say if to start the ball rolling, what should you do? I was kind of going back to my brief. My first question is like, just tell me the ingredients and the recipe and I'll do it. Well, I suppose, um, I think I'd say is the first thing is to get a copy of the revised standard version of the Bible. Okay. You know, and have a copy of it. Um, and that's the first thing. And if you don't, if you, if you don't, sorry, it, well, get it online. Okay. You know, get it online. You can get loads of freebies online. You okay. know, I think it's helpful to have the physical copy, you know, yeah. because you can also see, 
you know, and I definitely wouldn't dive into the Old Testament first off. Sorry for any of you out there who would disagree with me, but I wouldn't. But it's really nice to see where the books come one after the other. You know, yeah, just to flick through it and familiarise yeah, yourself and with I, it. I, yeah. I would say, I'd say the first thing to do is, um, well, realise the Gospels are for you, okay? They're not for, it's not, uh, when I've already made that point anyway, it's necessary for your spiritual life and it's a relationship. You want to know God mm. and that's where the Gospels are essential. So buy your, buy your New Testament, your SV New Testament. Um, I would say then is we're going to throw up a few resources at the end of this podcast that will help you dig into aspects of it and maybe help to understand various pieces of, mm. of the gospel. I'd set aside a time every day to read the gospel. Okay. Um, and I, we're going to throw up the Holy Spirit prayer because I think that's really important. <laughs> you want to throw up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's really, really important. Yeah. And, and also think of it a bit like God talking to you. Mm. And, you know, if you have the opportunity of Jesus saying, you know, do you want to fancy a cup of coffee? Mm. You know, obviously, you know, well, I don't think we'd say no to it. No. You know, no. so it's, 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 a prize, it's a prize thing. And once you get into it, you, you'll start realizing that it just decomplicates your life. It's helpful to have your phone with you or a journal if you want. Just to, Yeah, I do to think that's kind of like down. when you read, it's good to kind of, yeah, to, to be able to materialize what you're actually mm. reading, to write down just one or two points that you've seen in it, you know. And I think to be very human about it too is that, you know, where are you right now in your life? I don't mean physically, you know, geographically, but where are you? Mm. You know, what are you struggling with? What's costing you? What's concerning you what's inspiring you mm. and go to the gospel with that you go as you are yeah yeah you know everybody meets jesus where they are yeah, and he comes awesome. to meet you so don't be feeling you have to read it like oh my god i've put on my holy hat you or know, that i should be feeling something oh yeah. yeah it's very little well very little feeling really mm. but you do get that sense of aha moment you mm. do get that sense and sometimes you just stop after reading four lines and go oh, there's loads there for me to actually yeah to, to really get my head and my heart around Thanks a million, Maura. Delighted. That was great. (laughs) Okay, thank you very much. Um, Yeah, and as always, if there's anything we can roll out and kind of think about or discuss, let us know, and we're delighted to help. 